Welcome to The Virtual Shift, a show looking at the seismic changes happening in healthcare with virtual care at the epicenter. Join me and my guests as we look at key cultural and policy shifts impacting how providers, payers, and patients connect, as well as how care is being reimagined both for today and the future. Hello, and thanks for tuning in today. I'm your host, Tom Foley. You can learn more about this show by visiting the program on healthcarenowradio.com, and be sure to follow me on LinkedIn, Twitter, at FoleyTom, and the hashtag, The Virtual Shift. Today, we have a great guest, Ashton Moraba. He is the founder and CEO of Ash Health. Ash Health is a healthcare market advisory firm. Ashton, welcome to the program. Tom, thank you. Thanks for having me again, actually, and it's uh it's always a pleasure to uh, to sit down with you and talk industry shop. Appreciate it. I appreciate that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, uh, what caught my attention uh, was an article that I read in Drugstore News, and it was about uh, Infinity Rx collect Ash Health to advance its proprietary patient services platform. So tell us a little bit about Ash Health, and then tell us about uh, what you're doing with Infinity Rx. Sure. So uh, I am the co-founder and CEO of Ash Health. Uh, we are a market advisory firm. Uh, we work with a lot of seed startup companies that are looking to commercialize or are in the early stages of commercializing their healthcare products, services, and uh, multifacetedness uh, across the industry. And typically what I do is uh, me and my teams will analyze where they currently are, their management leadership team, how effective they are as, uh, as a leadership core, what their core competencies are. We use a rubric to make sure that, uh, you know, we're dealing with a, with a group here that really understands their industry, uh, is passionate about the values and the change that they want to adopt and the staples that they want to disperse across their uh, their marketplace in order to to grow their company and in order to gain consumer adoption or user adoption. So, you know, that my firm itself works with those types of companies. Uh, there are companies we take on, there are companies that we don't. Uh, we also offer agent representation for companies that are looking to merge or sell their business or uh, find synergies with other healthcare service uh, and innovative products that are out there. Uh, on the retail side, on the SaaS and PaaS side, or any areas that uh, that really make sense in the digital space, in the omnichannel space, consumer brand space, and in the pharmacy, uh, health services, and healthcare space. So, uh, we do a variety of of uh, business uh, services and offerings uh, as a group, and so we're very excited about that business. Uh, we did meet the Infinity RX team and just found a dynamic story with that group. Their co-founders. Uh, our former graduates from St. John's College of Pharmacy, just two brilliant industry veteran PharmDs. I had probably a couple hours of conversation with them before I realized that these guys are brilliant. They were running their own pharmacy business. They sold their business to VCs. When they were practicing, uh, you know, as pharmacists are on the front lines of patient assistance and driving service-driven programs, you know, filling prescriptions, uh, administering various therapies, they were a jack of all trades, uh, and they found ways to profit in every single category extraordinarily and build a model that was attractive enough to sell their company. One of the things that they realized that was antiquated was the way copay assistance programs and claims processing was driven through the system. 
Uh, now, there are some big name giants in the industry that are running that part of the world uh, in healthcare services and the logistics and the technical side of the network. Uh, but they did find that the systems are extremely antiquated. Patients weren't getting the therapies that they needed. They weren't getting the copay buy down uh, that they expected. And many of the prescriptions that should have been picked up to treat some of the most complex therapies were being abandoned. So imagine these are two pharmacists that are running a pharmacy chain, uh, a small chain uh, in their respective right, and are completely passionate about their community uh, in the New York City area. So what, what, what do you think they did when they sold their, their pharmacy business and got a pile of cash for it? You'd think they'd retire in the Caymans, but these guys took their money and invested it in developing Infinity RX. So you got to love the entrepreneurial spirit. You got to love the will to, uh, to innovate and uh, the passion that they have for um, assisting patients uh, in the industry. Can you tell us a little bit more about copay assistance programs, just to educate the audience a, a bit more on that? Yeah, I will, Tom. Uh, this is something that's dear to my, my heart. I think helping patients and working with companies that, that help drive what we call medication compliance and adherence. I mean, there's there's a big picture to this and it's such a complex industry. And like we, we talked about on several occasions, there's so many different ways that you can be led and go astray when talking about this topic. But I'm, I'm gonna start here. Two of three Americans, Tom, are gonna abandon their treatment when their out-of-pocket expenses exceed $250, which creates a risk of health stability. So imagine that. You can bet when you see the cost of drugs reach $250 and you know that cost, two of three Americans are going to abandon their prescriptions. How does that make you feel? I, I hear you on, on that. So let me just uh, interject here. On this program, the virtual shift, we don't always talk about the virtual side of the equation, right? Absolutely. It's really about what's shifting the market. We are in this transformation, right? So I always like to bring on folks that can talk about these transformational energies that are taking place in the market, right? And one of the things I always talk about is, and I've been asking uh, guests recently, is do patients have access to a cure? So they go to the doctor, they get the, the you know, they go through all the diagnosis and they get this prescribed drug therapy. And you know, as well as I, almost half of them never go. To the pharmacy to get it filled. And part of that problem, and, and we know it from a virtual care perspective, considering what GeneMD does, right, because, because we provide urgent care, we know as soon as they get to that front door and say, pay $49 for an urgent care visit, they often step back, right? And we know when they go to the pharmacy and they're asked to pay that copay, they often don't go. And the reason being is they can't afford it, right? And that this is my and this is the foundation of why I say patients don't have access to a cure. They know they should diet better. They know they should exercise. They know they need to take their drug therapy, but they just don't have access to a lot of it. Uh, as one guest said, you know, there are some grocery stores in the in the neighborhood that's uh, that have 65 flavors of beer. But they and they have potato chips and pretzels, but they don't have apples and oranges and, and grapefruits. Right. So it's just access to a good diet is is a challenge in and of itself sometimes. Right. 
Talk yeah. to us a little bit more about how a copay assistance program might help address that inequity and create greater access to care. Yeah, that that's a definitely a great path that leads into the big picture. Well, you like I said, you you need to look at the stats. The two hundred and fifty dollars drop off rate. As soon as you get to that two hundred and fifty marker, uh, you're just seeing that patients are are just not picking up their scripts. That's one problem. The other issue is that drug costs as of 2021, costs are expected to rise four to 6% and higher per year. So the issue is not getting any better. The more the cost of drugs increase, the, the greater the abandonment. And you're going to see uh, more health issues and health inequities uh, across the board. So one of, one of the things that copay assistance programs do is that they drive down the cost of a pharmaceutical brand or a specialty pharmacy drug. Think of uh, specialty drugs and the growth hormone or the rheumatoid arthritis class of drugs that can be extremely expensive, hip C, um, I mean, you name it. And think of brand drugs that that are either trying to compete with the generic or uh, those that have not yet gone off patent and are still you know, uh, being dispensed at a high cost. And then remember that $250 marker that I, that I presented early on uh, in the show. These programs are driven through a network a system. And what Infinity Rx does, for example, is they found a way to patent and innovate how the copay assistance campaigns are driven through the system and available and tied to that drug NDC, the national drug code that's tied to the drug in the pharmacy system. So when it pops up in the system, it's already tied to what we call a coupon. Essentially, it's a digital coupon which automatically buys down the cost of the drug. Now, the manufacturers, the specialty or the brand manufacturers will determine how much copay assistance they want to offer on that specific drug. Uh, what they need is a vehicle to drive that uh, that offer directly into the to the network, so it's available at pharmacy point of care when they're filling the prescription and when they're adjudicating it or setting it up for adjudication. Uh, or the adjudication process. And typically that just means that they're they're trying to fi- figure out how much that costs, what's the patient's out-of-pocket expense, whether they're covered, whether they're not covered, and so forth. Think of sticker shock, you know, on the patient's end. They're doing all the prep work and then the patient sees the output. You know, their goal is that 250 marker where the patient doesn't uh, typically, um, you know, starts to, to abandon their drug once it exceeds that point. Uh, it doesn't reach that point. The goal is, is to take a strong look at what the cost of this drug is, apply a, a reasonable coupon, and get it into the patient's hands where there, there's an impetus for them to want to come and pick up that prescription, take it, and adhere to their medication regimen. So the platform itself is already designed into the pharmacy practice, into the network. Uh, it's a cloud-based solution. We call it a PASS. That's a platform as a software and essentially what happens is Infinity RX will work with the drug manufacturers that want to run a specific campaign on a certain drug. Let's say it's in a certain geography that data is telling us or telling them that, you know, the abandonment rate on diabetes drugs of this brand class uh, is, has been around 70%. That's enormous. And I'm just giving you a hypothetical. They turn around and say, look, we want to offer a copay campaign that reduces the cost of that drug by 90% over the next six months, or let's say the next 24 months, chances are they're gonna get greater adoption. So what Infinity RX does 
sets up, they set up the campaign and within 24 hours, they're able to administer that campaign into the system so it's live. That's the innovation and that's the patented solution that they have built into the process. And then they have a, mo uh, a mobile tool that allows pharma companies to make adjustments uh, real time. And that's pretty uh, admirable. Um, you know, I know firsthand just from being in that part of the industry, how complex it can be to make changes, administer and uh, release and go live with the campaign. I mean, it could take upwards around 30 days. We don't have 30 days to wait for a patient to take their medication or get that coupon in their hands. They, they need that coupon. They need that copay assistance. And so data is king. Pharma companies can study the data daily and make adjustments daily. And within 24 hours, that change is made. And that's really a massive point of differentiation. There's a plethora of differentiating points, but I think the key is, is the mobility, the timely execution, and the flexibility and being able to launch a campaign, have it trigger the coupon assistance uh, and available in front of that pharmacist in the pharmacy uh, system uh, as it rides off of the network. How do we as a consumer who want access to that diabetes uh, drug know that that coupon exists is it are you talking about digital coupons so you're talking about infinity rx working with the pharmaceuticals but how do i know that it exists or that i can actually go to that particular pharmacy if you will and 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 know that i get access to that to that therapy yeah that, that's a great question tom so you know the it's funny when we talk coupons and we talk digital coupons and you know it's it's not your your grandmother's coupon this isn't a coupon right, exactly. that you find in the penny saver you just, you tear it out and you just, there are some, you know, there, there's definitely restrictions and regulations that apply when you're dealing with healthcare and you're dealing with prescription drug acquisition and, and adoption. The way coupons work in the pharmacy, in the network, in the system, in the um, healthcare system is that they're digitally applied to the national drug code, the NDC, the drug identifier, the ID that identifies that specific FDA approved drug that's being dispensed or uh, that's available for dispensing. And so, you know, typically, you know, it's multiple ways. I mean, we, we're in a value-based care system and the pharmacy chains that, uh, and independents uh, that have the best model execution models will reach out to their patients uh, on a value-based care model. They're either driving medication therapy management programs at the pharmacy, they're driving collaborative practice management agreements that exists between the pharmacist and a local physician, or they have patient outreach campaigns, whether on a limited or a broad basis, where they're keeping tabs on that patient's condition. I'm a huge proponent of pharmacists and pharmacy technicians. Um, and I believe there are some great executors out there. And I believe that there are ones that just are, are struggling uh, to identify how to best execute a value-based care program. Value-based care means that uh, I'm, a, I'm a, a key player in the patient care continuum. I'm picking up the phone. I'm letting the patient know that, look, we have some, you know, I see that you didn't pick up your, your medication last month. Can you tell me why? They're asking the pertinent open-ended questions. And then they're telling them, well, we have great news. We now have an assistance program that's being run on the specific medication that brought the cost down by 90% or, or 95% or 80% or 60%. The key is, is that they're, they're making that connection, they're crossing that bridge, bringing that patient back in, uh, in the hopes of getting that patient to pick up their medication and get back on their therapy. 
And so when we talk about the cost of the high cost of medications, you need a vehicle, a conduit that drives these campaigns, these copay assistance campaigns faster. So that way you motivate the pharmaceutical manufacturers, the brand manufacturers and the specialty manufacturers to want to participate and not have to go through the strains that they've that they've had to experience with traditional antiquated systems that exist that are run by some of the most powerful companies in our industry. And it's a shame. Companies like Infinity RX that have, you know, come to the table that are that are new in the scene, you know, new on the block, are offering mobile, flexible solutions. They can turn on the campaign within 24 hours at less than two-thirds or half the cost of a typical campaign. So they're already saving pharma companies millions of dollars on campaigns. And they're triggering that second script. You know, they're reducing drug abandonment with their with their efforts, which which helps the drug companies even more from a financial perspective. So is the innovation that uh, someone like an Infinity RX brings to the table, is it enough to compel pharma to work with the smaller guy, if you will, uh, uh, or the smaller firms versus staying the path and working with these large immovable sometimes organizations. I I say that only because I believe, I'm a strong believer that innovation is going to come from the outside, not going to come from the inside. You know, I, I want to get off tangent here, but, you know, I come from the EHR industry and I don't think I've ever seen innovation truly come from an EHR. They're a blocker in many, many ways, in my opinion, relative to innovation. Uh, you could just look at virtual care uh, as one aspect of that. So uh, what, what are your thoughts on how to how working with the taking the risk, if you will, working with a smaller, innovative, transformative company versus staying with the large guy? Yeah. So I was hoping you'd answer that. You'd ask that question. And that that's one of my favorite questions to answer uh, in any interview, to be honest, Tom. And so I think that's a reflection of your of your of the manner that you MO your shows. Uh, you seem to hit the right uh, the right note. And so that's what makes it exciting to come back on your show. Yep. First and foremost, my career, you know, I think everyone or anyone that's followed my career path in health services and healthcare knows that I focused my life working with the little guys, the small companies that have become consumer staples in the industry. Uh, the business of healthcare is small business. And if you don't rely on small businesses to help power uh, solutions and innovations and next generation uh, opportunities for your big company or for your mid-sized company, depending on who you are, or your small company in terms of synergies, then you're, you're going to create a competitive disadvantage in the industry. There's only going to be a few providers of services and technologies that will exist, which will make it tougher for you to be more mobile and uh, the ability to, uh, to to really operate. I mean, it it creates complex logistics when you start ruling out or start um, uh, setting aside, you know, the smaller companies and you focus just on the bigger companies. You know, small companies in our industry, the startups, I've never seen more innovation and intelligence in my entire life on both ends of the spectrum, digital and traditional and how they've modernized the traditional approach. So there's still kind of a classic mentality, but it's modernized. And when I talk about modernized, I mean efficiency, aesthetics, I mean logistic, you know, logistics wise, I mean the implementation, I mean 
you know, the execution on the people side. People want to compete. They want to succeed. They want to grow their business. Very important. Just think of Tesla, Elon Musk going up against Ford, Chrysler uh, before obviously the Dahmer purchase and, and merger and, and GM. They didn't want to let him in, but he kept pushing, pushing, pushing. Now look at it. Look at Tesla. Uh, we have a lot of Teslas today that have been overshadowed by opportunity. And I think it's critical for brand pharma, for specialty drug manufacturers, and for companies that are looking for claims processors, you know, to take a look at the smaller mid-sized companies, take a strong look at them, you know, retailers, for example, I'm working with some retailers now that are looking to diversify their health services offerings. Uh, that want to get into the business of strengthening their healthcare ecosystem. Look at those small companies, find out what they're made of, look at their leadership, study the competence, study how adequate they are. There's too many leaders today, great leaders that are getting set aside. On the flip side, there's leaders that just understand aesthetics or you know, take an artificial approach to promoting their programs. Those are the ones that I stay away from. Uh, they don't really under, they, you can't have a conversation like this because they don't take the time to understand the depth of who they're impacting. But the leaders like, let's say, Infinity RX or some of the others that I've come across that I work with, or those that I don't, but I promote anyways, because they've got great products. Those are the ones that really should be looked at in terms of how can these products help build a bridge or become our next generation business unit and our bigger mid-sized company, or those are the companies that need to be looked at by pharma and brand pharma as the opportunity to give them a chance, help them grow their business, take advantage of their campaigns. I mean, think about it. These companies exist because they're proprietary, because they meet the demands in order to operate these types of programs. They sit on the switch, they drive the assistance platform, they have the technology, the certifications, they meet the standards, the gold standard in order to execute. And what I love more than anything is that it's powered by, they're powered by pharmacists that are on the yeah, front I, lines of delivering care. Well, that's, that's what's compelling here too, is you had someone that worked inside the system as a pharmacist, saw a problem, uh, and they did uh, divest of their pharma, uh, pharmacy uh, business. But at the same time, they took that and reinvested it into the problem so they're they're action oriented in that hey because a lot of times some people see problems in the industry but they can't they don't they don't want to touch it right and and so they stay away these guys jumped in and I do I am a believer in the small business because I I've I've worked with global 200 uh, organizations I've had leadership positions there and startups and in betweens and there is just so much energy and passion relative to one fixing the problem, getting it right, and getting out and, and making a change in the market. And that's what's compelling about what, what you do, what Infinity Rx does. And, and, I, do, and I do want to come back to uh, maybe another show when you talked about the pharmacists it's themselves being left out of the equation because of a value that I think they bring. Even in the context of patient, why are you taking all these meds, right? Uh, because there's, uh, you know, uh, conflict uh, between between what what's being prescribed because the patient sees nine different doctors because they, they treat their five chronic conditions, as my audience always knows that I talk about. So it's, I, I just think that 
coming back to Infinity RX, copay assistance programs, the innovation that they bring to the market. I just think that it is a uh, it is one of those shifts in the market that uh, we need to pay attention to if we're truly going to transform the healthcare system. Uh, Ashton, we have uh, one minute left, and I'm going to give you the final word. <laughs> well, I just uh, I want to thank you. Can you do it in one minute? <laughs> yeah, it's going to be kind of tough. I, those that are going to listen to this uh, later are going to are going to realize, hey, I, I've already probably wasted about ten seconds just in that piece. But uh, I, I, you know, I'll just uh, a couple things that I wanted to say. Number one, it's very important to take a look at the technology. Very important to take a look at some of the innovations that exist today. Uh, Infinity RX is definitely, uh, in my opinion, one of the best that I've seen today. Uh, mobile, flexible. Uh, aimed at helping health health uh, pharmaceutical brand and uh, specialty pharma companies leverage their health services uh, objectives, and uh, an amazing leadership group. Uh, enjoy working with them, an overall team as well uh, within the company. It's not just the leadership group itself. Uh, they've got dynamic people. Um, I think that uh, we have a problem that's not going to change. Medication adherence is a problem. Uh, tackling medication adherence, it's a big picture, but taking a look at the drivers, the vehicles, I call the unsung hero, the technology that drives the programs and the information and the data in order to gain that output at pharmacy point of care, which impacts the patient. Uh, that's a part of the industry we don't think about, we don't look about, it's always kind of shielded um, and kind of covered under, under a rug, but that's the part of the industry we're talking about. Uh, in terms of the the power of of this type of technology and uh, that exists today. So anyhow, I appreciate having me on the show. Of course, we can have this conversation and talk all day. Uh, but uh, Tom, thank you. Appreciate it. Ashton, always a pleasure. Uh, medication adherence is a topic uh, that we will tackle together uh, on another on another show. So uh, uh, because that's a that's a big one in and of itself. So. Uh, I, I thank you for uh, for your time, your insights, and uh, and your energies in bringing innovation like uh, Infinity RX, uh, uh, helping them bring that to the market and bring awareness to uh, what it is that they're doing. So again, thanks and have a great day. Thanks, Tom. I want to thank the show sponsors. HP, HP Engage Long Life Cycle Products provides the stability, safety, and security you need, plus flexibility and performance designed for today and tomorrow. As well. GenieMD, providing a modular, scalable, and customizable virtual care platform and clinical services to help providers extend care into the home, increasing access and quality while driving new revenue opportunities. If you missed part of today's episode, you can tune in at the same time, 11 a.m. or 7 p.m. Eastern, throughout the week, and be sure to check out the program page on healthcarenowradio.com. And remember, connect or follow me on LinkedIn. Twitter at Foley Tom and follow the show's hashtag, The Virtual Ship. I'm Tom Foley. Until the next show.